you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. Oh, my God. We hired an opera singer to do the bit now after 15 years. Somebody else does it. So, uh, yeah, we went out and hired a opera singer, and she does a pretty good job. Of it, yeah, the main thing is I can't talk over Ooh, I like that. Yeah, there you go. Isn't it? Isn't it splendid? It's, it's very it's operatic, too. And so it brings a bit of class to the show since I lack any of it. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, uh, my wonderful friends and audience. We certainly love you. 15 years, we bring you the most brilliant minds, the smartest people, the billionaires, the uh, CEOs, the uh, authors, the brilliant uh, Pulitzer Prize winners, people who advise presidents, astronauts, you name it. Everybody has been on the show pretty much when it comes down to it. In fact, uh, uh, there's a joke there. I don't know. I, it's kind of the it's kind of the same people who's dated. Uh, I don't know some of those famous uh, singers. Uh, I think I'm, I'm thinking of one. But uh, anyway, I've yet to uh, have her write a song about me yet because we haven't dated yet. But I, I hear I'm in line. Um, anyway, guys, uh, <laughs> Taylor Swift. That's who I'm thinking of. You know, she always writes all her songs about her ex boyfriends. And uh, there you go. But she's busy with an NFL player right now. Good for her. Uh, anyway, guys, welcome to the show. Uh, as always, refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. Go to goodreads.com for Chess Chris Foss, youtube.com for Chess Chris Foss, linkedin.com for Chess Chris Foss, and Chris Foss1 on the TikTok over there. Uh, today, we had an amazing, brilliant mind on the show. We've been hashing it out, talking about uh, 80s Wall Street stock markets and all this good stuff on the side. And uh, we're going to be uh, talking about some really cool things here that I think you're going to love and enjoy because uh, that's kind of the central focus of what we'll be discussing today. Today we have Alexandra Renders on the show. She is the founder and CEO of Willow, a certified B Corp and designated WBE, which is a wound-based enterprise investment firm. And uh, she comes to us as the founder and CEO of the company for uh, in Willow, which is the Investments for Loving Change in Berkshire County, MA. Uh, she holds both the uh, rare combination of the WBE and Certified B Corp in the USA. She's known for being keen, intuitive on calls around thematic trends and market cycles. She pioneers caring capitalism with her core values of honesty, love, and caring for all humanity. In addition to finance, Alexandra is an intuitive healer and guides all beings in their inner state of freedom, be bringing abundance in all aspects of life. And so that's why we have her on the show. So she can bring abundance to everybody. And like, I like that. And learn. So welcome to the show, Alexandra. How are you? Thank you, Chris. Wonderful to be here, and I'm doing great. Thanks. It's wonderful to have you as well. Uh, give us your dot-coms. Where do you want people to find you on the oh, internet? Okay, so you want to go to uh, investwithwillow.com and unitedinterstatesoffreedom.com. There you go. So uh, give us a 30,000 overview, Alexandria, in your words of what you do and how you do it. Oh my. Okay. So I've been in the industry for 37 years and I saw a very flawed industry uh, working on Wall Street and held many various uh, high level positions 
in investments throughout the industry. And it was in 2009 where I said there has to be a better way because the way that I was experiencing it just didn't cut it for me. And um, so I decided to start off on my own. And unbeknownst to me, I didn't realize that this just wasn't going to be about doing investments. Um, it was about me being out and, if you will, um, front and center about the fact that I am an economic intuitive and I'm okay mm -hmm. with that. Very mm -hmm. different. Uh, not, not a term you often hear in this industry. And I have to say I was skewered for it by a lot of my colleagues oh. who were probably pissed because I called a lot of the trends. Um, you know, what can I say? And, um, and I, I wanted to create a company that was just very different than what I experienced. I wanted to create something where uh, people felt safe. And that was like the number one thing I wanted to do in my organization. So I created safety. And mm -hmm. through that safety, I created a, 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 a culture of like openness and love and deep concern at the same time as we're managing money for people. So um, they can be married. They can be blended. There you go. And I've read many perspective over the years. I was trained when I was in my early 20s to be a stockbroker, and I've done day trading, and I followed Wall Street uh, immensely. In fact, I think I remember you could buy Berkshire Hathaway for 800 bucks a share. I know. Can you believe that? Yeah. And it was, and I thought it was expensive then. <laughs> oh, my God. There you go. Yeah. I followed him for a lot, a lot of years. Um, mm -hmm. But you, you're doing something different with wealth management. So your wealth management organization who handles money for people and, and their investments and what they want to take and do with their goals. But you guys are focused on um, something done very differently. And uh, tell us a little bit more about it. I see some things on the website that talk about deep knowledge, conscious capitalism, mm -hmm. uh, and being heart-centered. Yep. What's that about? Okay, so... Um First of all, like there's no perfect formula, and that's what I learned about the investment industry. And I think you know that because you were you traded in the '80s, no. so you get it. Um, <clears throat> for a long time, we were uh, ESG SRI. So, for people who don't know what that is, that's environmental, social governance, and social responsibility. We uh, abandoned that uh, process a few years ago because what we found was. Um, the policies that were be being created around the world was actually creating a greater group of disenfranchised people. It was actually shoving people deeper into poverty because they were actually putting in policies before we actually had solutions. Hmm. So, yeah, it, it, and I can go into a lot of examples of how that is. And I, I, I guess I'll call it like green, like just a ton of greenwashing. Like, for example, like everybody thinks the electric car, blah, 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 <laughs> and they're pushing it. Okay. But let's, let's face a fact. There's a, there's a, um, I think it's in Kansas. There's a back, a battery, um, manufacturing facility in Kansas that has to run 100% on coal. <laughs> it has its own coal plant. Yeah. Let's get real, shall we? Yeah. You know, so I mean, it's, and, and what it ultimately is doing is it's pushing up the prices for everyone. And especially, you know, like I said, creating a greater group of disenfranchised people. Mm -hmm. So um, we got to a point where we said, okay, we have to do like a deeper dive into these companies and, and look at um, there was two things like actually the qualitative look at the companies, not quantitative. So we got a little bit more involved. But the other thing is I knew the only way that change was really going to take place. And this is just a philosophy that I have is a change within within myself. 
and and within myself then in turn within my all of my employees so so what i created because i was really just i was really bummed out that you know this wasn't working people things are getting worse for my human family not better so i realized that change has to come here and so i decided to create a corporate culture of love because i believe that ultimately is what's going to heal everything because if every action i take i know that my action matters to the whole then i will always take the proper action if that yeah. makes sense that yeah. does that does mm -hmm. you know uh we were talking before the show you and i uh came into wall street about i think about maybe about the same time mm -hmm. um and you know i i there was there seemed to be this big transfer it was the 80s you know and there, you had reagan saying uh trickle down economics it's gonna work and I've watched that dissolve the, the middle class and Main Street since, uh, well, since, ever since then. Um, you know, we saw the greed is good era, the Ivbioskis that uh, that uh, famously quoted that, uh, and then went to jail for uh, what was it called? It was called uh, what was it called? Were you a background trade? Where, oh, inside trading, you mean? Inside or, trading, yeah, there you yeah, go, yeah, yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the Michael Milkins and all that sort of yeah. stuff that went Gordon down. Gordon Gecko. Gordon Gecko, there you go. <laughs> and uh, so much of that that went on, and, and it seemed to be, in my mind, because I was very young, I was coming of age, and I was just entering the job market, and I, I was looking at, you know, my father who grew up with the IBM sort of era, who was like, you work for oh, a company yeah. all your life, you get the gold watch, and you get the retirement, and the two-pick offense, and the two-week, uh, you know, and it, it, it seemed to be, you know, unions were under attack, uh, the the new the new uh, way to jump your stock price was to lay off people, and so people kind of became this laying off people, we kind of came like this thing, it's like, mm -hmm. hey, if your company really sucks, and you're doing awful, <laughs> Just lay off a bunch of people. And, and Wall Street will love it. Yeah. Yay. And, yeah. And I think even, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, I want to say Diamond, but the head of... the head of uh, Jamie Diamond. Jamie, Jamie Diamond, you know, has even said, hey, we kind of went a little too far uh, on the whole spectrum of, of focusing too much on investor uh, returns as opposed to just building solid companies. I'm not sure how well he really believes in that or spouses or cares, but it, it sounded good on paper, I guess, from the PR aspect of it. And so we do kind of live in this environment, but there is a lot of change going on. Like you said, we've had, we've had some several different uh, professors on the show that have talked about the greenwashing element, about how there's, there's a lot of BS that's out there about uh, green elements. Um, we have people on the show uh, just recently that were talking about how you know new employees want to work for companies that seem to be more compassionate, seem mm -hmm. to be caring about different uh, things. You know how people are treated, how uh, the environment's treated, and things like that. So it sounds like you're on the cusp of something that you know is kind of coming of age. I so believe in it, and and I have to tell you, when I did this, uh, when I decided to kind of just come out of the closet with this, and I think it was like three or four years ago, mm -hmm. um, I remember I said I want to create a culture of safety, love, self-development, because everybody here is required to actually do their inner work, and, um, and of course, the change for the better good, and um, I remember when I first announced this, People said to me, oh, that's so um, idealistic, it's impossible, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, you know, I, I, you know, that's all you have to do is give me a challenge and I'm on it. And so um, we were able, myself and my partner, my, my executive coach, who's now actually my husband, um, we actually put together a quantifiable way 
to actually measure love in an institution and oh, wow. cannot yeah so actually my team gets like you know just like any performance review you know are do they have competence do they have um motivation those are big but uh -huh. number three is culture and in that culture piece is how much are you showing love to your other employees and it, and it and it grades it in four levels and it's the same thing with safety how are you showing safety in the organization now, i'm not talking about physical safety i'm talking about you know emotional safety mm -hmm. and and that would come up by way of conflict if any conflict comes up because conflict is going to happen right yeah, how are we going to deal with that i'm telling you these people here know how they are they are uh, how do i say this um highly competent communicators especially mm -hmm. when it comes to conflict because we put the money and energy and time into that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so. uh so you you're basically you would say you're bringing spiritual principles to capitalism absolutely that's you know at the core i had to sit with it and say um that's what i do and then i mean that's that's the other company i have interstates of freedom is my husband my partner and i we work with um and he's an ex a very decorated executive coach from belgium who's worked with a lot of or big organizations and i have to attribute a lot of my courage to come out come out with this mm -hmm. was through the work that the individual work that i did with him that I literally had to get over my fear of rejection because when you tell people in the Wall Street firm, I want to bring love to business, they're like, this woman is completely baked. But you know what? One thing I'm going to say about me, I'm always ahead of the curve. <clears throat> and if I just get over it and do it like tiny homes, for example, I knew that was going to be a trend many years ago. Hmm. The tech bubble financial crisis, I told you, I called both of them before they happened. Mm -hmm. I have the ability to see trends. I'm all about pattern recognition, okay? Mm -hmm. And everything talks about patterns. And I knew, I knew I'm not going to hold back from what I know is the next trend and something that I believe in wholeheartedly, which is love. There you so, go. Once that one, yeah. So anyway, I'm, I digress, but but yeah, that's my most important spiritual principle, and I've been around people who have passed away, quite a few, mm -hmm. four of them recently. That's all they want in the end. Mm -hmm. So what are we waiting for? There you go. I mean, the world needs a whole lot more love. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm I've been an entrepreneur all my life. I'm a capitalist. Uh, I I enjoy business but I, I do recognize that unbridled capitalism has some problems right now especially when uh, there's a human cost to it where uh, humans are expendable at every level I mean we, we've talked in the show ad lib uh, ad nauseum about uh, you know how you know people don't people you know between insurance companies between employers you know throwing people out you know you, you see all this kumbaya during covid where everyone's like we're a family and we're all gonna get together and then you know, somehow you, know, you see that joke a lot on linkedin they're like oh we're a family stop yeah. using the family language because you throw us out whenever the you know, the boat takes on a little bit of water. Well, we have a massively dysfunctional family is really what it is. <laughs> <laughs> true. It's, it sounds like my Christmas dinners and Thanksgiving dinners. Uh, but, uh, 
you know, it's, it is dysfunctional. It's, uh, you know, the, the issues with wage, um, we're seeing unions make a comeback. We are, we are kind of in a different place though, that I don't know if a lot of companies are realizing that, uh, now, but, uh, a lot of the baby boomers and the Gen Xers, late Gen Xers have left the, have left the job market. And yeah. we actually have a, uh, want for employees and we're going to have a want for employees. It's going to get worse. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things I was reading, I think it was in the, New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, uh, a bit ago was that for every seven baby boomers that are retiring, uh, that have that they have lifetime of skill work, you know, that you can pay them uh, really good money for, and they're masters of their trades. There's only one person replacing them, and they're a newbie who doesn't have any of the experience. And so, in all trades, I mean, between doctors and everything on down. We've got we've got a fight that's uh, going to be coming up over over future employees, and somehow we want to have an economy that grows. Mm -hmm. But you've got to have an employment base that also grows, which is what the baby boomers had, and I think we had. But you know, we've been in a twenty twenty nine percent decline of birth rates for several decades now, um, and uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting where we're going. You bring up really valid points. I love that you're bringing all this up because um, the labor participation rate is definitely coming down. That's definitely a pattern that's taking place. And when you couple that with like the with the um, demographic change, like the change in thinking, like a lot of this younger generation. So I'm I'm at the very beginning of the X generation. Hmm. You're probably at the end of the boomer generation, maybe. Uh, I'm not sure where I fall in the thing. I think I'm deep in the middle. I, mean, I might be at the tail end of X. Yeah. Yeah. Think, so 68. Yeah, I'm 65. So so anyway, um, so essentially, what I see happening is the younger generation will not tolerate what we tolerated. They just mm -hmm. won't. And they're a little bit more, I want to say, on the ball than I than I think our generation was. I mean, I came out of college and I'm like, okay, car, house. And, you know, you know, I had this focus that was very different than what I see with this other generation. Mm -hmm. And um, I think employers you better get ready. Um, you better get ready for what's coming next, because I think there's going to be a demand. They're going to demand things very different than what we what we did. We're not they we were more slaves to our jobs. They are not. Yeah, they're not. They are not. They are not. And and I mean, I think that's the one thing, like, for example, uh, Pascal and I run these um, these panels and it's called um, uh, five stories, um, five humans, five stories, infinite wisdom. And it's literally one person from each generation that we put on for corporations, actually, to actually hear from each generation what's important for them as an employee in in, um, in the future. So these companies get to listen and ask questions to each one of these generations on how they can keep them employed. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and what you're see, hearing is the younger generation just will not tolerate what, what the older generation has. Definitely. Yeah. And, and, and they want companies, that, like we mentioned earlier, that, that uh, care more about what's going on in the world and, and I think value their people more. And they can demand it. We're seeing that extraordinary. We're seeing unions stand up again. Unions seem to be making a comeback and saying, hey, you know, the power has come back to the employee. I remember before COVID, 
you know, people were talking about, hey, we need to increase the minimum wage to 10 or $15. And like everyone's raising hell. And they're like, no way, this whole economy will collapse. Now we're seeing cities that are approving 20 to $25 minimum wage. I think mm-hmm. California did $20 minimum wage for uh, fast food workers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> Well, of, we, we are in the way we are like the, 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 the pendulum is swinging because I think mm-hmm. like, again, you and I are right in the same bucket there. And when we came out of school, it was high inflation and it was going down. Mm-hmm. We actually see that trend. It's reversing now. We're going in the other direction. Yep. So we're going into a super cycle of inflation and a super cycle of like a stagflationary, I call it reverse stagflation, where the cost of necessities are going higher. So when you actually look at the real wages, yeah, cost of necessities, I think, are going higher at a time when you're having like a low growth economy. Mm-hmm. So the cost of necessities are going to go higher. So for these people making 20 an hour, it's really not much, <laughs> and especially in California. It's just catching yeah. up to what it should have been for a long time, actually. I know, but, uh, and and I I argue that we're, they're still behind. I hate to say it, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you how does the company take and bring spiritual principles to business, and what's the value of it? Yeah. So the, the, it's it's primarily in, internally how we manage uh, our team. Um, how how we manage the employees within the organization and what's expected of them, and then how they're to show up for our our clients. It's mm-hmm. a very different. I know that a lot of people talk about we have the best service and all this kind of stuff. I'm not looking for that. What what we do like with our clients is we do um, a pretty significant big give back. We um, we offer to our clients to come in on a monthly basis to do things like called constellations which helps them with any family dynamics. So we actually focus our energy on anything that we have that's, um, uh, anything that we have that's a donation or anything, we put towards raising the consciousness of the individual in our community. That's, That's like a big thing for us. How do we help raise a person's consciousness? And we run programs right here that my company actually sponsors. That's how we give it back. Because the bottom line is, Chris, we're a small investment advisor. Some companies will listen to us that we own, but mm-hmm. most of them are like, oh, yeah, you're, you know, you're, you're a small investment advisor. We're not a multi-billion dollar investment advisor. Mm. You know, so we said, well, how are we going to do this? Well, we're going to do this right here in our grassroots because that's the best that we can do. And we have clients around the world, but the, those who want to join in can come in and we run all kinds of programs for this. All there you go. Mm-hmm. And how do you put values into action in life, business and community? It sounds like you, you I think we spoke in the pre-show or during the show about how you, you kind of help your clients um, balance work life, living and and kind of being in this uh, this values importance of life and and love and and all that like again that's that's part of what we offer here um, mm-hmm. you know we have on team a full time um, coach who actually has specific um, processes to actually like this is this is for real somebody with PTSD or trauma. He has a process to help them in one session to help them overcome the major part of their PTSD. Oh, wow. It can be done. Listen to me, EMDR, I'm an EMDR practitioner. I gave it up for this method that we learned. And these are the kinds of things that we actually do for our clients. And 
Um, right now, my company is getting ready to sponsor him to go to Maui to work with the people for free there to help them overcome, you know, the visions that they saw, the, the sights that they saw in that fire and the trauma that they saw mm -hmm. experience. He, we are sending him there to deal with this, to help these people overcome. And it can be done very quickly. This is what people don't understand. Um, and these are the kinds of things like I want to help people know that this is available to them. And if you're part of this, this company, this is something that we make accessible. There you go. And in the end, it's not all about money. I mean, we've all made money and, um, you know, I mean, I remember when I first uh, became successful at 30, I kind of reached that, is this all there is moment? And, <laughs> and I was like, everyone hates me. Uh, everyone likes me for my money. Um, but my life is a mess. I mean, all it did was amplified what a horrible, uh, kind of, I don't want to say I was a horrible human being, but it amplified all my worst aspects that I hadn't fixed in, growing up poor and um, having issues of trauma and stuff from childhood. Um, but it, it just amplified everything. And if anything, it insulates you and makes you feel justified in some of the bad behaviors you have. And and I just wasn't happy. I was just like, this, uh, this isn't as fun as I thought it would be. In fact, in fact, if anything, it's worse. You know, the things, it, I remember watching Fight Club and having a moment where I was like, Jesus, the things that own you own end up owning you. And I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm just a prisoner in a gilded cage at this point i mean that's that's really where i'm at mm -hmm. so um you, you know you talked about uh, some things in the pre-show about what you do with um with, with some of this uh coaching that you do tell us about that and how, and how that works i forget the term you use <laughs> okay i'm a channel so i know that this is okay so so i i mentioned that i'm an intuitive so one of the things, and, and I am an economic intuitive, I have been able to see trends. I know what's happening today. Mm -hmm. I wrote about it in 2012 and it's happening. Mm -hmm. And you know, this reverse stagflation I call, I, I am a definite like, like pattern recognition is a really big thing for me. Mm -hmm. So, so I use my intuitive skills. So I not only use, I use both hemispheres of my brain. Mm -hmm. So the intuition and the science, and I combine the two in my work here. The other thing that I do is because I have been a, like a healer for really, I say all my life. And I, I sometimes think that that's really what I am as a healer. I just happen to do investments too. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I do is I, I have sight. I have this ability to see inside a person it's not always comfortable to their shadows. So you talk about like the trauma you experienced as a little boy, for example, mm -hmm. we all have something. And my site actually has the ability to link um, what is going on for someone to a pattern. So I'm going to give an example, uh, a woman uh, who came to one of my channels. So I do it for groups of people and you can ask any question you want. She said, you know, I'm really bothered by a lot of stuff at work and I really don't know what's going on. And I'm just feeling all these feelings. I go in, I'm just not feeling good. And, la, la, la. and so the channel came through and said, oh, that's because you're picking up on an emotion every time you walk into that building. And do you know what that emotion is? It's either mad, sad, glad or scared because those are the four emotions. And she said, and I knew which one it was. She's like, oh, 
anger. And I said, of course, anger. And especially women are not in touch with their anger. And it's really important for women to get in touch with their anger. And it's really hmm. important for men to get in touch with their sadness oh. and their fear. Men will not admit their sad and fear. Women will not admit they're angry. Okay. Yeah. And, and when women admit they're angry, we will not have war. And when men admit that they're scared and they're sad, they will get the recognition and the support that they need because hmm. there's a lot of burden on men right now. And I think there's, I, I feel, uh, I feel deeply for what the males are going through in our society right now. They do not get the support, um, to be able to have that vulnerability. So anyway, through the channel, it said, look at, this is what you need to do. You need to write on a piece of paper all the reasons why you got ripped off in your life. I could see clearly it had something to do with her as a little girl. I could see she grew up in an alcoholic family. It was very mm. clear through my sight. Yeah. So I said to her, because I was helping coaching with this um, this company, and this is okay, a woman who worked there. I said, please get on a piece of paper and write out all things. She contacted me. The next, she couldn't sleep that night after the channel. She said, she wrote five pages of, now she's in her 40s, okay? So she's yeah. been holding this in for a long time. She wrote five pages of all the things that happened to her as a little girl that she got ripped off with that made her pissed. That is what the, see, this is why this work of helping people awaken and come to their awareness is very important to me. Yeah. Because this, if you can do that, you're going to overcome your fear and you're going to manage your company at a very high integrity because you're no longer afraid. There you That's go. That's why there's so much greed. There's fear. That's it. And it, it's interesting how much of that is on there. In fact, we just had a, a young lady on uh, a couple days ago, uh, Kat Cannon. Uh, she wrote a book called Behind the Mask, and she talked about um, trauma-based. And she's talking about the same sort of thing you're talking about, where people's traumas are haunting them into the workplace. Mm -hmm. And um, and and we need to recognize and help people with that. If you're building teams or if you're a leader, mm -hmm. you know this this more heart centered thing. And this this seems to be becoming uh, more popular as we go through it, and people are starting to realize that hey, it's not all about doing the work and going through the motions of work and and uh, maybe doing something you're dispassionate mm -hmm. about, you know, finding stuff that you love, but also you know healing the wounds from your childhood so you can overcome them mm -hmm. and not be mm -hmm. suffering from trauma. And the, the beauty. Yeah, and and you have to understand. Think about this. It, it's it's us, us wounded children. It's us injured. It, we are injured and leading our company. These injuries. Oops. Are you I can hear you. You're coming through. I think there's a little bit of blips on the internet there. I can I, hear you if you can hear me. I think so. I, I, I'm hardwired too. Um, it's it. You know, me. Can you hear yeah. me? Yeah, yeah. I think it's breaking up on your. Can computer. you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Uh, it's breaking up. Uh, I can't hear you right now. Okay. Yeah. I, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. That's I think so it's uh, stabilized. Can you hear me now? I can. I can hear you now. Uh, can you hear me? I can hear you now. <laughs> there we go. There we I go. I can. Yes. All right. Okay. Let's hope this stays. Yeah. So anyway, I think that we have a bunch of injured children running our companies. And so how can you heal capitalism if you aren't healing the person? Mm -hmm. That's very true. Uh, I mean, there's and all this talk. There's, 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 
So I'll just talk about some of the stuff that's going on in industry right now. You know, mm -hmm. the, all these lawsuits that are taking place. It, 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 and you have to understand, Chris, I have been in a lot of boardrooms. I held senior management positions. I held executive positions at larger companies. I sat in those rooms with those injured people and I saw how they behaved. It wasn't okay. And that's probably why we need more heart centered stuff in there because we're mm -hmm. uh, trauma based leaders, essentially. Mm -hmm. Exactly. There you go. And, yeah, and and love, you know, like it it isn't easy to sit here and say oh, I'm 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 creating corporate culture of love. It's it was vulnerable at first, but now I'm like, it's who I am. Yeah. I don't I don't care anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. We, we and we've and there's a lot of people that have traumas. Uh, you know, there was a lot of loss during COVID. You know, oh. there's there's all sorts of things that people grow up with. It's it's a very tough world right now, and and uh, you know, a lot of the millennials grew up uh, with the uh, craziness of the 2008 crash, um, and yeah, people take their traumas and drag them through their whole life if they don't resolve them. You know, I I I, I tell people if you got traumas, go go see a psychiatrist, get professional help now. Don't wait. It, it affects everything you do. It's an impact. You can see it, how it impacts your whole life. And sadly, by the time you recognize it, you've drug it through your whole life. And, and so it's really important people deal with this. So the channeling thing, do you offer that as a separate coaching offer mm -hmm. or is that just only for your clients? Well, I always do it for my client. Whenever they need me, I'm, I'm there. Mm -hmm. But um, I do offer it separately through the Interstates of Freedom, through our other company. Um, I offer free channels every week. I do them for free to groups of people. And all they have to do is just, you know, um, email Alexandra at um, interstatesoffreedom.com mm -hmm. and they can get on the mailing list. And like I said, it's, it's literally free. That's my give back to the world. It's a gift that I have. Um, when I work one-on-one -on -one with people, that's when we'll charge, but otherwise, you know, look at this is part of my, the gift that I've been given and I, I want to share it. There you go. And, and so that we get your services in here for investments in here, uh, there's also people out there listening that can get involved with you guys for investing. Yes. Uh, is there a minimum client that you take on? Uh, yeah, sort of our minimum looks good are, for you? Well, I'll tell you what looks good for me is somebody who's aligned with who we are, okay? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, more than even what they have. So just so you know, I used to be an institutional portfolio manager, so I manage big funds. Mm -hmm. And then over time when I was, the last employer I was with was a bank, and, and, and it started dropping down in size. I moved out of New York City, and I moved up to the Berkshires. And so, um, you know, there were smaller accounts, like a million, and so not, not these large, institutions and when I started my own company I said this is about people being aligned with who we are so if they have 250,000 we'll manage them and even if they were smaller and if they are aligned we would take them on um, our average account size somewhere around 2 million mm -hmm. um, uh, but I would say you know it's about who they are and what mm -hmm. they need there you go and um, there you go. And, I, think, and, and, I think it's breaking and, up yeah, again on us. It's not when they call in. So you guys handle investment management, uh, coaching for empowered living for individuals, uh, comprehensive IRAs, taxable accounts, trusts, and more, uh, full picture financial planning, using your money through proactive proxy voting. Uh, you also do for companies and nonprofits, retirement plans, and uh, learning to lead with heart and excel. Uh, so really cool stuff and, you know, something where you feel like you can change the world and improve the quality of the world as opposed to 
just trying to get rich and and scrape the world for everything it possibly can it sounds like mm -hmm. that's my yeah. motto that's where i am in my life yeah there you it's go a good life. and so when so mm -hmm. when people want to reach out to you and see if you guys are a fit how can they do that okay alexandra at uh invest with willow um, you mm -hmm. can also go to www.investwithwillow.com um, and then also alexandra at interstatesoffreedom.com and that's for there the channel go. work and to get on our there list for free channel they can come there there you go well alexandra it's been wonderful to have you on thank you for coming on we really appreciate it chris chris thank you so much i'm sorry i'm hardwired i'm not sure what's going on here but um sorry <laughs> for the go. interference Thank you so much. Nice. Right, we'll, we'll edit it out in the end. That'll fix it. Uh, so uh, these things happen with computers. Uh, but it's wonderful, Avian. I'm glad companies like thank yours you are so out there much. trying to change the world and improve the world. And thank, thank you. you very much for that. Thanks, our audience, for tuning in. Go to goodreads.com, Chris LinkedIn.com, Chris YouTube.com, Chris and all those crazy places on the internet. See you next time, and uh, take care. And that should have us out. There you go.